0: We coming as a collective Hitting lots of angles With many different perspectives Christ in the center While bringing transparent combos, Dropping lots of nuggets and gems Being one hondo Beyond the DMs You say what you think and Bring what you Beyond want Beyond
1: Behind the scene combos Bought up to the Beyond front Beyond the DMs Having heart to heart as we were getting in. Beyond e. the DMs We pray it benefits Whoever's listening Beyond the DMs What's good, and welcome to the Beyond the DMs podcast here on 520 Collective, where we're bringing the -the behind-the-scenes convos to the forefront of the culture. My name is Eric Boston. You can hit me up on Twitter at EricBoston3. And this episode is being sponsored by Nectar Distribution. Artists, get your music sent to all of the major digital outlets for only $19.99 a year, courtesy of TrackStars. Hit up 520Collective.com slash Nectar now to sign up joining me on the 520 phone line he is a legend in christian hip-hop and he's known simply as the ambassador what's good sir what
0: up what up e how's it going
1: man it is it is good thank you for having me oh no doubt man i'm excited to get into this conversation um just start off, man. How, how are you doing? How, I know, you know, things, obviously, there's been this adjustment. Everyone's, you know, having to find kind of their their, their new normal. How have things been for you?
0: Yeah, everything is going good, man. Uh, you're right. I'm in step with everyone, uh, adjusting to what life, what the sweet hand of providence brings us. And uh, so, but when you're built on a firm foundation, when the winds blow. When you're built on the words of Christ, when the winds blow, not if, uh, your house stands. And so I can honestly say, I'm not impervious. I'm not super spiritual. I'm not a super saint. I feel everything the way others feel it. Uh, but I can truly say I've noticed that when like, my house is built on a rock and not thin. So, every, you know, things are well, especially with the branches uh, in this season, which, I'm the, you know, my family the branches because I'm... My
1: last name is Branch. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> amen, amen. So, man, dude, I, I would think that anyone listening to the podcast, you know, already knows you know what Ambassador brings to the table because uh, you know you, you you've been in this thing for for just a little bit, right? So, oh yeah. Um, yeah, 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 man. Like you know, for anyone that doesn't, just just go just go back just a little bit, give a quick rundown. I mean, how, how long is have you been in this? Uh, crazy hip-hop game man come on man come on i go
0: back i go back
1: well uh we talk about generic hip-hop i mean
0: yeah i'm older than i look uh for those who see me um but now that the gray beard is starting to like really flex uh they may say no no you look your age uh but um i go back of course um, when I was in elementary school, Rap is the Light was on the chart. <laughs> uh, and that was back in uh, the late 70s going into the 80s. And uh, my idol, you know, my rap, like the, my rap influence, the chief influence was KRS-One. Um, and I remember when Criminal Minded" came out. And so in the 80s, I was getting it in. Uh, and then in the 90s, the Lord recaptured my heart. Uh, and I began to part ways with hip hop as a primary diet. Um and by the end of ninety nine I was releasing my solo project with came after uh ninety seven or so when we released Heaven's Mentality and, and House of Reps, uh with a group called Cross Movement. So I go back to the nineties, uh, in terms of my participation as an artist. Uh and then in two thousand we two thousand somewhere, after we crossed two thousand, uh we produced uh um Holy culture. Uh, I graduated from seminary in two thousand and four. When it was an album called uh, "The Thesis." Uh, again, and I mean, time goes on. Eventually, chop, chop. Uh, I, I just keep going. I keep going because I was run, running a, a mile a minute for so long, trying to pull a lot of weight, uh, mismanaging some of my time, and kind of forsaking some of the sabbaths that I should have been taking, the rest periods. Uh I ended up having a a, a blowout. Uh, and like again, I had to resign from a church, had to like come in for a maintenance had to have God re uh re reground me and re uh just re root me and re-establish me. Did an album called Stop the funeral to commemorate the fact that God didn't allow that to be the end of me. Uh put out a little EP called or Uh came out with a, something called when Sacred Meets Secular. And now here I am today talking to Eric Boston on the eve of trying to put out something uh, known as The Invitation. So that's more than you asked for. So like oh, no. and dice as you need to. <laughs> I love it, but, man. But uh, that's, that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I, I, I love it. And, you know, one thing I always, you know, like to ask, man, because, you know, there's, there's just this, you know, people can be a fan of a certain style of music, Right. But it just seems like there's something a little bit different when it comes to hip hop, man. Like, what what was it about hip hop that that really drew you in? Mm.
0: Well, again, so there's there's a couple ways to answer that, but one of the primary things is
1: <clears throat>
0: hip hop. First of all, I was in New York when you know as hip hop was was on its ascent, um, so I felt close to it. I felt native to it. I went to you know public school and I heard rappers delight, and I saw friends who did not. Had, had, were not familiar with hip-hop, become familiar with hip-hop. I saw guys become good at pop-locking and break breakdancing. Um, my brother went to school with Turbo from Breaking, which is an old uh, hip-hop movie. Uh, my brother was three years older than me. He was, uh, I believe it was Brandeis when he went. Uh, and so, yeah, hip-hop was just that native tongue for people who were growing up when we came up after the Civil Rights era. Uh, and... After the civil rights era gave birth to children, uh, and those children, again, walked in the freedoms that they got. Uh, hip hop was like that, like that language that came out of the city that gave voice and a rise and visibility to people who didn't have some of the more traditional means of garnering attention. Uh, and even if you were in the ghetto, hip hop was a way for you to display artistic aptitude, uh, in a way that people would like, hey, I wouldn't be checking for you any other for any other reason But your art Is drawing me to you And that's what Again that's what Ghetto people That's what Ghetto ghettos Produce They produce This sense of How do I get known How do I get exposed How do I come out Of the confines Of what this ghetto is And people's talent And people's Artistic expression Especially the hip hop Elements For people who know that hip hop had all these foundational elements. They had turntablism to do more than just pick up a needle and lay it on the record, but to do tricks with it. Turntablism, graph artist. That's the graffiti. Often they would put it on like buildings and property that wasn't their own, but it was like anything to be seen. That wasn't right. Uh, but it really did launch a season where, um, where graffiti uh, was also one of the, 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 the elements of hip hop. There was B-boy breakdancing, people who looked at beats, and uh, the break, the extended breaks on soul you know, soul beats and uh, some of the other great records uh, that preceded us. And uh, the B-Boys would dance. Uh, the, and then there's, the, you know, the DJ would extend the beat so the B-Boys could break dance. And then there's the MC, the Verbal. The vocal, the word center, and uh, rap, which used to just play the back role to the DJ, eventually became the primary face of hip hop. So you ask me, like I said, you ask me what, what, like, why was hip hop? What is something special about hip hop? It is that agent, that artistic, that movement, that that initiative that grew out of the concrete, that grew from the mud, and that made its way to the, I mean, to the White House, to the highest offices in the land. It's affected the world. There were people who said the only part of American culture that they had ever uh, experienced was Coca Cola, McDonald's and Tupac at one time. And that is literally some people had never experienced American culture outside of Coke, McDonald's and Tupac at one time. So it's just interesting to see what hip hop can do. And of course, once Jesus got a hold of it, uh, it became that thing that a believer could actually enjoy rather than that 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 bony fish that you like, I can't even enjoy it. It's too many bones. Well, once Jesus got a hold of it, it was like we we had a filet, and we were able to enjoy the hip hop that's able to be enjoyed without having to stumble over all the bones.
1: Yeah, man, and I feel like your story was a, a lot better than what my story is. But you know, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, though.
0: And, and what sense? In what sense? Yeah, I'm going to give you the bridge version. But what? What would you say? What what made my story seem better than yours?
1: Well, I mean, like for me and my first interaction with hip hop, man, like I I could—the thing is, I could still remember it to this day, right? And it didn't go near as deep as what you're saying right now. Now I came to, you know, obviously greatly appreciate all those different elements, but man, I can still remember being like in, man, elementary school, I guess, and. My cousins would come and stay with us during the summer, right? Cause our parents were working. So my cousins were older and they would watch us while the uh, you know, our parents were working during the day. And I can still remember being in my room and my cousin bursting in and uh she's yelling, You gotta come see this guy's pants, right? And I come running in there and it's the <laughs> you can't touch this video, right? And and that's what that was my Hilarious introduction.
0: That hammer was your introduction. Yeah, man. Oh, I see why your story was. <laughs>
1: Dude, like here's the oh, thing, man. In, man, in the sorry. in the in the middle of the country, man, in in the the Midwest, you know, it takes stuff a while to get here. Right. You know, from from those coasts. Right, so
0: right. That, that is crazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, man, because like anything, uh, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Uh, you know, and and often corporate agendas can co opt something or you know take something and derail it from what it can be uh, because you start dangling before people you know the idols of the culture uh rap at hip-hop at first was an alternative to gang violence you could do a study on the lyrics of hip-hop songs before again like corporate america really got involved when it was just guys hustling Uh, some corporate, you know, influence, but it hadn't taken over because again, it was, it was burgeoning. It was new. And, uh, you will hear, don't do drugs. You will hear like, you know, be a father. You will hear stay in school. You will hear don't fight. Don't kill. You got to love, you know, like that's what hip hop was about. It was known for virtue. Uh, the only problem is it was virtue coming from people who didn't look virtuous, but that was the, that was the intent. Because, again, that's how it it was created. It was created to be a replacement for gang violence. Uh, But it just so happened that it was also the voice of a people who were affected by the environment. And uh, so you couldn't keep the vice out of the virtue. The virtue eventually uh, was coinciding with vice. And soon vice became more uh, dominant and more of the image of hip hop than virtue. So by the time Hammer, by the time you get Hammer, I mean, goodness. Like, hip-hop is known for so much of what it does on the destructive that it sometimes skewed people's understanding of what could be valuable with it. So, yeah, yeah
1: I feel you. For sure, for sure. And then, of course, you talked about, you know, you, you're you a, uh, a part of just, you know, a groundbreaking uh, group and cross-movement, you know, in, in Christian hip-hop. And, you know, the one thing I try to tell some of these uh, young guys coming up now, right, because with 520 Collective, our focus is to get connected with these indie artists that are coming up and, and trying to be a support to them as they're figuring their way. Right, right, right. And I think what a lot of guys don't understand, because people like yourself went through the hurdle, you know, got over those hurdles in order for today's generation to be where they are. Right. And, and and I tried to pass that message on to guys, but I would love for just to get your perspective on it. Right. Because, um, you know, that late nineties, it wasn't necessarily that, you know, Christian hip hop was always a welcome thing, you know, within the church. Right. I mean, I remember, uh, seeing, you know, groups like deep space five and, um, john rubin and, stuff, and they're on tours with christian punk bands and and rock bands and, stuff, and trying to convert that audience over to what they're doing just just talk about what that was like in order to like really try to be a part of establishing some foundation for this genre yeah yeah
0: well by the time you get to the John Rubens, I don't know what they were—the struggles they were in their spheres. But by the time we got to the John, like we met the John Rubens of the of that era, you know, it was intersecting with the grits and all of that um, cross movement had been almost solidified as a as a group that had already kind of endured a lot of the the, the opposition and we had begun to win people over with the robustness of our Christ census. So one of the benefits cross movement had was by opting to have a strong Christology, a strong theological rapport, people who were afraid of rap would often say, I don't like rap, but I like what you're doing. I don't like rap. But man, that song Hey, I've always been skeptical of rap But you've made me a believer So again, John Rubin and some of those others they, had, like, they were doing rap, they were rhyming They were rhyming They were Christians who were rhyming And that's different than a person whose, whose raps are being used to convey and exalt in And proclaim the excellencies of the person and work of Christ Which is the core, the centerpiece And so it just so happens. Again, there's no right or wrong way. Uh, but what we did often helped us scale the walls of resistance. So establishing, um, a foundation was difficult, but for us, we find that found that the like just as hard as it was because we at first we used to get the door shut until we established ourselves as being what we were. But next. The next hurdle was getting over the hurdle of the hip hop demographic that didn't want to hear all that crap. Again, the persecution came from in-house. It's the same thing we've seen in Christian hip hop since that it's Christian hip-hoppers that don't like Christian hip hop. <laughs> That's why they want every kind of hip hop that comes through a Christian to be to qualify as Christian enough hip hop. And we're like, "Wait, what makes something Christian? Is it because when a Christian does it, it becomes Christian? Or are there some things that are inherently Christian and some things that are not? Even when they're not sinful, um, you know? And so that's that's an in-house debate, but yeah. So I w- again, I know I'm wordy because when you, you trigger my, you know, like all of these things. I think about the breadth of this stuff. I mean, I, I eat, drink, and sleep. The history and the journey of theological engagement. Uh, and I probably fall off as the new guard started coming in um, and as I kind of sort of fell back. Uh, but I'm in a season of my life where I'm like, well, you know what? Reemerge and uh, see if you can meet some of these people and talk to the new generation just in case they will have an ear to hear some of the stuff that comes from people from my generation.
1: Yeah. And I would, you know, first of all, you know, everything that you got to say, I want to hear it. But, I, you know, just following that up. I would definitely want to ask you, like, I guess just whenever you stand back and really look at where things are today, obviously you're seeing some things where you feel like, hey, let me make sure I'm getting back involved, right? Um, because there's something that's needed. Like, like what is it that you're seeing? Because there, there is a big. I, I think, I think it's not even necessary that we're debating anymore, right? I think what I, we're seeing is there's some uh, people. They're having conversations behind the scenes where it's like, man, I don't even know what the purpose is anymore. And right,
0: right, right, and that and that's right.
1: heartbreaking to me. Like, like, what, what's your kind of outlook? Because, like you said, whenever you guys were, were, you know, in the midst of doing your thing, that theology you had to be sound, right, um, in order for this to work. And now it's like, man, like, like you said, guys, you know, it, it, it's almost like. Who knows what some some people believe right right, right,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, again, so we're we're always debating this, and this will get people in trouble, and uh I think i'm you know I'm called to walk the walk, I walk, so let me say this, I believe that Christian hip hop um, as it currently exists, continues to suffer from being clearly a um, it's 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 loaded with talent. It's loaded with possibility. It's loaded with capability. It's loaded with strength. And it is that strength that sometimes can become, from a, a biblical standpoint, a weakness. The Bible says, "When I'm weak, then I'm strong." God says, "My strength is perfected in your weakness." Paul said, "I was." So strong with the revelations I was getting. That God gave me a thorn in the flesh. So that I would not lean on that strength. (laughs) And I prayed that he would take it away. He said no my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Everybody if you know the Bible. You go back to Gideon. Gideon had a whole bunch of men. He had too few men. To equal the army that he was fighting. But God said you're too few. is still too much. Because the too little you have is even too much for you not to try to boast over me. So he stripped them down, of course. And the story goes they fought an army of about a hundred thousand with only three hundred men, and um, and God fought their battle. So my point is the talent and the strength and the improvement and everything. Again, everything sounds like the, I mean everything sounds like regular rap. Again, um, people almost boast in just how parallel Christian rap sounds sonically. Um, some would even say that it's better than a lot of the hip-hop without there, Uh And that's actually some of its weakness. Now, there's another thing that the current hip-hop generation, I believe, it's just me, uh, suffers from is it's never had guardians, it's never had shepherds, it's never had authoritarians, like, no, any authority that could help shape it. Whoever controls the first string is the authority, but that doesn't mean that that's a good authority. Whoever has the influence, like, you know, just like everything today, the influencer yields more uh, power than the quote unquote expert. I mean you have scientists who will say X, Y, and Z and then you'll get somebody with a who's, you know, who can go viral and they can undermine what a scientist says. You have a preacher or a pastor that's sound and he'll lose to some rapper, you know. You know the influencers have more influence than the credentialized, the people who really have the credentials, people who study, people who are who are who, who should be the ones helping us. Hip uh, hop has never had fathers. Never accepted the fathers. Perhaps you know that Sizzle, the rapper, the Christian who is a rapper, Sizzle <clears throat> recently talked about. I he wished he would have had. He said, I wish I would have had an OG or somebody to tell me. I wish I would have had somebody to know some of your older person, some older people, you know, to tell me X, Y, and Z. So Sizzle, what what Sizzle was getting at was that christian hip-hop has never had a culture of honoring or deferring to any authority which but what that means is it's always at the you know at the mercy of whoever has the influence but if the person with influence doesn't have character or where a person is devoid of character if they don't have a strong christian core if they don't have a Christian way of going about ministry, um, if they have a art center rather than a ministry center, if they have a cultural center rather than a biblical center, then the whole genre goes the way that way. And so right now, I think Christian hip hop suffers from being so led and influenced by the most, like, such so, so many carnal people or well-meaning like christians who may not be carnal but who still by and large may not have confidence that the bible gives us sufficient ways of engaging the moment no matter what moment you find yourself in the bible is never out of step the bible is never irrelevant the bible is never not the tool you should lean on and yet so few people do now everyone says they do and and everyone says they believe it. But a line has been drawn. And that is that artists are artists, and pastors are pastors, and scholars are scholars, and theologians are theologians, but creatives are, and they, they bring these as so though these two are, are, are polar opposites. But we used to advocate for it was an integration. Like, hey, you don't have to be a scholar or an artist, you don't have to be a biblicist. Or a creative, you can those those things can work in harmony, and you don't see much of that harmony today. So, to your point, right now, you don't have to be sound. That's that's that's, that's like a pastor's thing. It seems like they would say, like nobody's right. Like, so basically, it's almost like Christian hip hopers can get away with anything. Look, I'm and I, I know this is a long answer. <clears throat> no, Listen. it's good. No, so the um recently you hear people who won't tolerate horizontal infraction. So for the last 7 almost 8 years we've heard every like pushback on injustice. Like how dare you be unjust? How dare you do something to um to defraud or to injure your fellow man. When is the last time the loudest voices who speak against horizontal infraction have also been the people to bring that same fervor and vehemence against vertical infraction? In other words, when is the last time the person Who who, who definitely defends The cause of the widow Definitely defends the cause of the mass Incarcerated Defends the cause of the one who's been brutalized Wrongly by someone in power When is the last time those same people Have been outraged at How dare you mess the gospel up How dare you Like teach the church A, a moral ethic That's unbiblical How dare you Um uh, how dare you injure the church? How dare you make people afraid to trust spiritual leadership? How dare you allow something to make you a shabby church member? How dare you decrease your faithfulness to showing up and casting your lot with a mind? No. Nobody like spiritual infractions don't bring the fervor and the defense of the same people. I heard will say, you can't talk about women. Like, you can't talk about women around me like that. I wouldn't let my dudes talk about their wives like that, right? Yeah. And, and people like that. People like, man, way to defend our women. Way to, blah, blah, blah. But again, how much of the same kind of hip hoppers would defend the glory and the honor of Christ when people diss them? They said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would taunt the armies of God? And I remember, like, there would be people who said, I mean, cross movement, not to tout us, but the way we got in was because we felt like hip hop was so disrespectful to the Lord Jesus that we wanted to take up his cause. So, I feel like that to say, I just don't think that is the case with the most influential hip hoppers. They do not defend the honor and the glory of Christ. Yeah, they'll say, I'm, no, I honor and glory Christ. They'll say, nah, man, you can't do that, homie. But they don't bring the same fervor that they they that they rebuke you for horizontal infraction. So I think that's why we are where we are today. And um, I'm trying to see if God will provide a, um, a revival of sorts.
1: Yeah, and I want to definitely talk about, you know, if you see that as a possibility. But before we go there, let me just let me just throw this out here man you know i think um anyone who is paying attention to what we're doing on the 520 podcast right um knows what we got going on what kind of conversations we are currently having there and beyond that if you just look at what's happening in christian hip-hop right there's a I won't I don't even know if you can call it an elephant in the room right because we, we, we just know right we 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 know so let's just rip the band-aid off of here and dive into it um if you will because the thing that kind of irritates me and what we see a lot is you got people you got artists who spend way more time convincing you why they don't need to talk about Jesus than they probably ever will right. talking about him. I agree, and I think, and that's I not been, that's not new, right? That's been going on for a minute now, and but now, right. mm-hmm. I think that's a stepping stone to what we're seeing, where we've got people that are denouncing, we have people deconstructing, we have people walking away. I don't know, like, am I so far off base here right. with that with with that uh, view? Mm-hmm. I mean, tell, tell me if I am.
0: No, no, no. Um, well. You said two things that are kind of juxtaposed, so you're right that there's like, it's common to hear people spend countless words talking about why they don't, then doing it. And you also have rightly observed that there is a strong spirit of drift afoot. So both of those things are true, I believe, just by observation. And yet again, not to be self-righteous, I just want to call attention to the fact that I've, I, until Fanatic, who was like one of the last dominoes to drop on the most high profile, I felt that the Christian hip-hop genre and the guardians and the vanguards and the heavyweights and the pillars and the influencers did not speak much about the the, the 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 pervasive deterioration in you know Christian substance, or living a, a very robust and you know Christian life. I felt like people feel like that's too judgmental to call out like a diminished Christianity within Christian hip hop. I think they kind of think a diminished Christianity is not faith uh, a failure in faithfulness. I think, if anything, they would rather believe that it's just going from overt to covert. But we're like, we know the difference between an overt or an explicit and a covert or subversive. Like, if all we were looking at was just, it's not as explicit, but it's still very much as robust. It's not as explicit, but it's very much present. And we wouldn't be beefing. We'd still urge, come on, but bring it out, bring it out. But we wouldn't be. We're looking at more than just, it's, it's on the low. It's non-existent. It's, it's lacking. It's wanting. So you're right. And uh, all of a sudden, one podcast comes out. Hey, let's talk about apostasy. Another, just another blog is like, let me write about apostasy. I'm like, so this is the first you all are addressing the drift and the apostasy. Like, even making deconstruction a good thing when... And I know Fizzle was talking about deconstruction is good if you leave the foundation in place. But we've seen people deconstruct all the way to the foundation, destroy it, and people still defended it as, like, that's a good thing. It's not a good thing. Uh, people keep saying, okay, we're looking at deconstruction and reconstruction. Uh, I'm still waiting to show, for someone to show me the reconstruction of those who have deconstructed. And if you deconstruct from a true Christianity, let's just say it was a true Christianity, Because sometimes people will deem their real Christianity a bad Christianity so that it seems okay to deconstruct it. (laughs) The only problem is the problem wasn't their Christianity. The problem is that someone was not consistent with what real Christianity is. Which you don't need deconstruction from that. You need to get off the counterfeit and get to the real. You don't deconstruct the counterfeit. You leave it. (laughs) And so you go to the real. So if you didn't have the real So I say all of that to agree with you, and I say all of that at the risk of knowing that, again, people may not like what I'm saying, but what I do hope is that people will realize that you're right, man. We should have been heard people warning before the Greek falling away. We should have been warning people that we're starting to notice wobbles and cracks. But instead, we went to the crash site, stood on top of the rubble. And said, roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanna let you know that there can be apostasy. <laughs> right? He's like, yo, this is like why do we wait till apostasy was already fully like at bay? I mean, a- in the works. Whatever happened to some amens and some 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 tweets and some retweets when dudes were saying, Does anybody see that we're leaving the fundamentals and we're drifting? Um, but again, who am I?
1: Yeah, and and if you I feel like we're just in this space where if you even try to challenge, and and the thing is, it's not even challenging, right? It's it's accountability. It's it's coming alongside each other through this because that's what we need to do, and that's what we're called to do. Man, it's it's it's. But we're not we're not a family. Christian no, hip hop again yeah. is
0: is it's a business. It's a business. It's a genre, and it's not a family. And uh, when you try to do it the family way, somebody will always remind you: you don't know me. Like I don't, I'm not beholden to you, like and so unfortunately, Christian hip hop, which could be and should be a family, because it should be Christian and Christians have been baptized into one body, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, so we should be one. And that doesn't mean accepting everything that somebody does in the name of one, day. but it does mean that there should be some fundamentals, and we should have never let people that, like defame the faith, defame the church, and defame a, a path of stuff. People make you feel bad for wanting soundness or solid. Like Christians should want soundness and solid. but that's viewed as something negative. Like, no, come on, people, let's get back. But um, yeah, you know, I'm I, yeah,
1: yeah, and and I think I think we're in a place where you know, like you said, you you almost feel like, man, do I have to be careful about this a little bit, right? You know, like when we were started talking about doing this series on our podcast about deconstruction. that that was conversations we had like hey are we ready to take this to where it could possibly go and have the results that it could possibly lead to right meaning maybe some people get upset with what we say maybe some people stop rocking with 520 and if that's the case you know the the ultimate decision that we came to that i think through all of this right because i mean what you're saying about deconstruction is spot on obviously i i just had to you know our team had to ask ourselves is Jesus more important than if we lose mm. some Twitter followers, right? Um, right. That's a great point. And great I, and I point. hope that and I hope that as a culture, man, it, and it, it's beyond that. It, it's beyond even Christian hip hop. Right. Right. Right now, there's we, we, it's a reflection of the of the church. You know, right now, absolutely. Like how absolutely. how do we how absolutely. do we get past this and how do we get strong? Excuse me, stronger. Right, and I and I know, right. Man. Like you, you mentioned, Fanatic, right, and, and I know that that hits close to home. Like, what was, what, what has that been like for you?
0: Okay, so let me just tell you what Fnatic, man. Um, how was it? Elden had me coming back and going right into the doghouse. Soon as I, soon as I come back, <laughs> I'm gonna be in the doghouse.
1: And, and you know, it. And here's the thing, like with, with this, and and just whenever what I've. You know, watching from the outside, right? My, my hope to this point has just been, hey, you know, we know what God has done up to this point through Fnatic, right? And so my hope is, is like, hey, you know, maybe this is just the road he's got to travel to get him back around to where he needs to be. I Again, I but I don't know him like that. But And so it's not a... You know, I'm not even trying to say anything about him, right? Because this is a journey that he's got to take, right? But um, I try to put myself in the shoes of someone like yourself, man. And, and it's hard to think about, like, man, how, how that hits someone who has been so close with a brother like that. Well, oh, yeah. A long I mean, time, again, you know? I,
0: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, I, I thought I was going to comment on, um, ah, well, of course it's painful. Of course, I think he made a, he's made a, um, a severely poor choice. I believe that Fnatic has frightened me because after 30 years of exposure to all he, like when I listen to what made him shaky, it doesn't add up, um, Like I've heard all his Explanations I'm like No no person Exposed to 30 years Of a relationship with the True and living God who redeems Like he said in his video The gospel is a beautiful message I just don't believe it No one who has experienced That beautiful message And walked with that God And he's seen what he's seen and done what he's done And turns away Like for me It's like, how do you, how do you do that? So with that being said, um, but it was part and parcel of something that I've been talking about for a while. So I remember when I went to Fanatic and I said, man, nobody believes what they used to believe anymore. This is before he indicated that he too was going through what he would later call a crisis of faith. He said, (laughs) well, it's interesting that you say that because there's something I got to tell you. And I literally said, you too, huh? But I didn't know it was him too. I just said, you too, huh? But nothing surprises me because every time I turn around, somebody is throwing away like the found, or what it seems like the foundation they had. Somebody is changing, um, you know, and, and it, it was so often, you know, like people don't realize it, man. So many people are so far from where they used to be. I mean, people who, who were at the pinnacle, who, who, who were at the pinnacle of experiencing the things one, you would think that like enough favor from on high to make a person say, where should we go? You have the words of eternal life. And so I just, I was exacerbated. I, you know, I personally take issue with the major drift of Christians, former Christians, who decided that they take more pleasure in a Hebrew Israelism identity. Like, I don't think that's a good thing. Uh, but I know so many who've gone that way. And of course, with no, with no loving engagement from people who would, who are like, so, there's all the critics. There's a the dude who would engage them on Twitter and on, in the comment section. And there's no love, like, again, like, that's just a fight among people who have no standing with one another. You know, I'm saying their heroes don't say anything. So let's just say if you were to go through Christian hip hop, let's just say if you were to take all the Christian hip hoppers, right, um, that have gone this way. Because more than Christian hip hop is going this way. But what about the Christian hip hop? Like what heavyweight that they honor has ever said, I can't help but to notice. That you're going this way, allow me to step in and say, son, I think you're making a like the way you're engaging the scriptures is off. The way you're understanding, the way your logic, the what is these are problems here. No, they don't hear from them. They don't hear from them now, with the exception of maybe Eric Mason and the urban, the, the urban, the uh, what is it? the urban perspective guys, the urban apologists, the urban apologists. They've probably been the only ones who have tried to push back, but usually. They address raw Hebrew Israelism, not the Christian infatuation with it. So the Christians think, well, I'm not the extreme raw Hebrew Israelism, like Israelites. So they think they're okay. They think they have, they found a, 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 a synthesis. I disagree. Now, I don't disagree with there can be some black who are true Hebrews. Who also are Christians. I don't have a problem with that as a notion. I have a problem with dudes who. For 20 something years. <laughs> were just regular. Again African Americans or black. And then have found a way. Without any kind of. Again other than just their extrapolations. On there were some blacks who were. In the slave trade And who made their way here How did you become that? I have a problem with that And then I listen to the way They navigate doctrinally And I say I'm not really feeling The way you're navigating Doctrinally Or how you kind of Logically just made yourself The Hebrews Of That that were on the Like descendants Of the Hebrews But My problem is The pastors that, But they would look at me And say well we don't Listen to you anyway Pastor. Again like We don't Like what do we Have to do with you? You know, and then maybe you all would say something, and I don't know. I don't know what your stance is, but let's just say somebody like on your tier would say something well, we don't listen to you either. And let's say somebody, well, we don't listen to you either. Okay, well, who do you listen to? Who can make you pause, right? Who can make you say, wow, but, like, I mean, who who, who do you listen to? That's what my thing is, right? Who do you listen to besides yourself and YouTube scholarship? Who? Who do you listen to that knows you, that loves you, that you can't dismiss? You can't say, Well, they all are just white right supremacy. Or you can't just say, Oh, y'all like who? And when and, and, and since they don't listen to anyone and they're not hearing any pushback from the giants, the people who are giants to them, Christian hip hop continues to be just a free for all, a wow wow west of theology. So when fanatic did that, I had already said, I have have a problem there. When Christian hip-hop was undermining Christian (laughs) hip-hop, there was a season when the Christian hip-hoppers were undermining Christian hip-hop. The Christian hip-hoppers were undermining the church. I had a problem with that. And again, there was no pushback. Again, there's always somebody pushing back, but it's not the people that have standing with these people. They usually let them go. They let them go on. Like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to... And then somebody will say something and they won't listen to them. So, I say that to say... Fanatic, to me, was a long line of various kinds of drifts. And it was the first one for some people. It was the first drift that people hit, like took on head-on. And so, uh, maybe God had to uh, allow it to get so bad and lo- had to allow a drifter to be so prominent that everybody had to say we all better we better address this and uh, I think it may have come, gone as quick as it came I think it may have they, they addressed it and I was on and it's back to business as usual so um, yeah it's bad
1: yeah and, and I'm going to ask this and i hope to ask it in a way where you know I'm not putting it on ambassador Right, I just feel like yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. such a grip on yeah. this that you can speak to it. Because, like I said, there's 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 conversations going on that people don't know about, right? Uh, of people that want to see this thing change, right? And and, okay. we're, and we're asking, yeah. mm-hmm. how do we help make that change possible? And if the answer oh, is yeah. we can't. Then is there right. a point to this? You know, <laughs> right, so, right, 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 like, right. In your opinion, can can we save? I hate to say Christian hip hop from itself, but can can we find a way to come together and do better? And not only that, like you know, the, the the thing that I've always said is, you know, it, it funnels down. From the body to Christian hip hop Right Um, It's not really going to funnel the opposite way You know It's not going to flow that way However I think I still think that This space is in a Place where We may may not be able to Influence On a large scale the church But we can cause a ripple And how do we How do we get there
0: Well I think it's fundamental Some things only take place through prayer so there needs to be much prayer. I think there need to be models. People who don't just argue with their words, but who display the glories of something different. And not like, and you should see this as glorious too, but they just, they, they, they live in the glory of a more excellent way. And they, and, and we display it uh, with a delight in Christ and a delight in the old path. Uh, without coveting the, what the new have, without always criticizing the new. Again, I discuss these things with people because to me they, I'm like, they're not, like, they're not being discussed. Um, but when it's time the walk to bring about a difference, I think, I think we have to display that we're different. Instead of talking to people to try to get them to be different merely, I think we have to, like, we have to have models of people who are different. That means that God's going to have to honor somebody who's not somebody. Because the reason why it doesn't get addressed is because all the people who sort of, like, dictate the pace by virtue of their own influence, they're not oozing these things. It's, it's, it's mild. Like, the highest, the most high-profile Christian hip-hoppers have a very mild Christianity. Or, they have a very mild representation of... of um, how to push back on the culture. Like, they kind of have a strategy of, um, you know, again, try, kind of like a, a, a... Yeah, mild is, I guess, the best and most un- non-offensive word. Um, and so, um, I think what you're saying is we need to pray. We need to model a delight in the glories of a different way. And I think we need to begin to, like... Show up where rallying takes place around these without it being a we shouldn't be bitter and we should not like set ourselves up to be always combative with the other side. I think they, it requires a season where we just demonstrate we just think this is a better way and we're going to take delight in it. And I think God will bring people who, like you said, if there is a groundswell of people who say, we want to see this change. I think they need to know. Look, the perfect son of God became man, walked the earth. And there was a majority. Would he say broad is the road that leads to destruction? Many find it. Narrow is the road that leads to life. Few find it. I think it's always going to be remnant. And the remnant wasn't atheist versus Christian or atheist versus godly. These were, he came to his own and his own received them not. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to be called children of God. Right? So in other words, I don't think you're going to save the, like, I don't think the genre itself will be saved. I think if it's saved It's going to be saved Because a remnant is saved Remember what Moses prayed? No, Abraham He said, hey Would you spare Sodom If it was just 50 righteous Like Could the whole thing be held up Because there is a strong remnant And of course Sodom didn't even have 10 You see? So um, So what we need are people who um, Who say Well, we will be a remnant but well, maybe the whole thing will benefit from there being a groundswell of of, um, of Christian fidelity that begins to emit an aroma that make other people say, yeah, let me give you a personal testimony and I'll pass the mic. I was wilding. I, I ran away from my father. I used to live in New York and I ran away to live with my mother in Virginia and I lived so foul for four straight years that you wouldn't have believed I was a Christian. I still believe I was because I was terrified the whole time I was wilding and I would always talk to God. I had a horrible theology. I was like, Lord, I just want to have fun. And then when I'm older, I'll come back. Because right now, I just don't know how you can be a kid and do kid stuff and still be faithful to you. Because I had never seen it before. <laughs> I had never seen it before. So, um But one day, my father came down. Now, first, life began to disappoint me. Um, life, secular life began to disappoint me I was, my girl at the time She cheated on me I was crying for the first time A girl made me cry maybe the second time um, My mom was going through some stuff um, uh Money was funny uh, The whole nine, life began to disappoint me I said, life stinks And I think my life thinks Because the God who can give you a table in the wilderness The God who can prepare a table in the midst of your enemy. The God who can open seas and allow you to cross on dry land. Who can exalt you in prison so that life into you, if you're in prison, gives you leadership. The God who can do all the things that he's ever done for his people has been forsaken. Then my father came and preached the sermon. I left my father. My father got poorer the more faithful he got in Christ. So I used to be afraid to go into the ministry because I had only known a father who was an accountant before. So we had a couple dollars. And then we went full time ministry. It seemed like we went from steak and Chinese food at Hunan Balcony on Broadway to hey, we're going to have bagels and ham. And so um, I was like, man, I don't want to be in the ministry. I want to just preach on the side and I want to have a good job so I can not be as poor as us. So I was afraid. My father, when he came down and preached the funeral, he radiated with such strength and light and joy and peace and contentment and still didn't have much money. But he looked stronger than everybody I had run with. He looked stronger. He looked firmer. He looked more radiant as a person. I said, that's who I am. I'm that. I'm not this. I'm that. I was on drugs. I was doing whatever. And, um... And i said man my pops just looked different he looked strong he looks like and he was he was radiating the glory of christ as a person who was free of the vices and free of the woes and stuff and um so it drew me back and that was the start of me wanting to come back to the lord jesus and i went to bible college and i tried to live my life like that certainly without not without its flaws so I feel that to say, that's what we need to save this thing. A remnant has to get strong. They have to delight in Christ. They have to not be all, like always combative, but they have to show off the glory of a better way. And then God, through prayer, will have to bring people our way as they see the strength of that group. Enjoying the fact that we prefer this more than that. Yeah. So that's a long answer. No, well... Something that
1: And I feel like you, uh, I feel like you, you, you maybe answered what I was going to follow up with, but I'll go ahead and throw it out there in case there's anything you want to add to it. Um, and, and that is with everything that you have seen and experienced over, you know, multiple decades now in this, right? Like how, how have you been able to avoid going down a similar path that we're seeing some people head down?
0: Uh, grace, by grace through faith and, You know, I have my own little, you know, setback uh, You know my story So, part of my own personal Moral failure uh, uh, Never in this, like It's theological in that whenever you wild out Morally, you know, it's always a theological Wilding out too um, But, just in terms of like Believing Christ to be true and the Bible To be true in the Christian way Never never shaking on that And, um, so, I don't know Man, I guess once you Once you know, you know, and once you see, you see, and it's hard to unsee. Um, Yeah, you know, I wowed out already. Like, I already see, I know it's out there. I've already left, only to have to come back because where else will we go? He has the words of eternal life. Um, My life just so happens to, by God's grace to be, like, spending a lot of time in the word. I really believe it. I've seen it work. Um, I love the beauty of the gospel, I love the beauty of Christ, uh, I've been rolling with him. my life can't be explained without the Lord Jesus, I don't have much, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have much, one <laughs> dude laughed at me, he said, you already made your money off the music, so now what are you doing, I said, Ha-ha. no, we didn't make anything, we like got to the threshold, and then all the young dudes made all the money, <laughs> um, so, but, you know, so I said, nah, I didn't make the money. But guess what? My life is ridiculously resourced from on high. My life is so blessed. My kids these days said, ah, we can see it. There's a dude that was like, like again, I was working on this video with. And he was giving me more than the budget allowed. And I said, he said, you know why I'm doing this? He said, without spec with me. He said, you know why I'm doing this? He said, because you already have paid for it with what you did for me in my early days. The investments, in other words, my life can't be explained apart from the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you, there's I don't go where the, the residuals, it's like people who say, I'm still collecting checks from songs I wrote in 88. You know, I'm still, royalties just keep, that's really how it is. But my royalties are not based on songs per se Money from the song What keeps giving is the fact that There have been people who come to me and say Listen, I'm in the PhD program By a personal invitation of a dude Who was the provost at the time Who said, my sister gave me your CD when I was in college It helped me immensely You should come here We'll give you a job. We'll help you with the PhD. I mean, my, my life is that. Everywhere I've gone. Everywhere I've gone, my life has been taken care of because of the Christ I serve. So, I think when that's your life, that's, that's, that's how you keep from going down the path. And the Bible says, keep yourself in the love of God. Now, to him who's able to keep us from falling. Like, it's really just a God thing. But he utilizes our own commitment to word, community, and just, again, resisting the devil and he will flee. You gotta understand how the devil gets down. That's why we can't be, we can't be limp. We can't be weak when we see cracks in our foundation as a community, because that's what the devil likes to capitalize on. And again, the last thing I'll say, one of my professors was teaching on prayer in the gospel of Luke. Uh, and he said, well, he's actually a colleague of mine But uh, I brought him in to speak for some college students And he said, he was speaking on the, the role of prayer in Jesus' life He said, one of the things you see from the Garden of Gethsemane Is that Jesus rebuked people who don't pray before the fall Because what we do is we usually don't pray And then we pray for repentance after the fall When Jesus said, wake up, lest you enter into temptation And he basically rebuked them and said, pray Pray that you don't go into temptation Like leave us not into temptation But deliver us from Well I think that's what keeps happening We keep going light When we see Crack When we see the need to repent We think it's bad To tell people Repent But really It's telling them to repent That keeps them from sinning So that they won't have to repent But again Christian hip hop is very undisciplined. It's very wild wild west free for all And God's going to have to Then us Um yeah, godly people and, like I said, that remnant that lives the life in such a way that it shows off the glory of a, a more excellent way.
1: Yes, sir. And, man, I, I would—I know we've put in some time already, and I want to be respectful of that. But I feel like I would be at a fault if I didn't uh, ask you about this because, you know, um, when Calvin put this together and shout out to to our guy calvin venus man um for for making shout out to calvin
0: calvin venus is the truth
1: (laughs) i love that man let it be known i love him
0: absolutely me too yeah
1: yeah so you know when we were talking about or when he he hit me up and he you know we, we started talking about getting this right here to happen right one thing he mentioned to me, not only the, the new music, right, but he also told me, man, Ambassadors got this thing, this crystal urbanism And I, I feel like I need to know, you know, what what is this... About this crystal urbanism Yeah, man, let, let's hear about it.
0: <laughs> so, I'm working on a PhD it's in the realm of homiletics, a.k.a. preaching. And uh, so, one of the things they're letting me do is they're letting me Uh, Do something that intersects with what I've been spending my whole life doing uh, Which is a word-centered stream um, Or approach to Christian hip-hop or Christian rap In other words, if we're going to argue about Christian rap is not always explicit And always kind of like like a, a, a synonym for preaching And I'm going to say, well, there is a strand that determined to function that way, not out of obligation that you must, but out of the joy and delight that hip hop is a perfect tool for it. Now, you put that tool in the hand of someone who's been urbanized, who the city in particular, the city that was influenced in large part by the subcultural like movement of hip hop. So there's something called the hip-hop generation, which is a whole generation of people who only know, like, their urban context as having inherently a hip-hop-ish ethos. So it's almost like the people who always have grown up with the internet, right? That generation is affected by never not knowing, like, it's a generational difference. Like, you only know, like, the internet. There are those of us who remember when the internet started and there are those who like i've never known there'd be no internet well the same thing right there are people who again like like our whole world is like hip-hop for us we saw it emerge and it was the cultural influencer of influencer like there are a lot of cultural influence but hip-hop was a dominant one for a certain group of people and so their urbanism got influenced by hip-hop I'm not talking about just rappers I'm not talking about just be- I'm talking about even the people who I don't rap, I don't do any of it But I don't know a world where hip-hop is not an influence um, I use the slang I buy the fashion Like the people I like They do the music I'm in environments where that's the background music That's the soundtrack of my life So that generation That urbanism Met Jesus one day and bow the knee to him. Cause some people try to bargain with Jesus, like Jesus, you can have a little section of my life. I can have a little section of my life. But Christian hip hop at one time said, may the urbanism that we have, that social, that sociocultural influence that hip hop has had a large part in shaping, bow the knee to a theological Christ centered core. And once those two, our Christ centered core, and our infatuation with and our delight in the supremacy of Christ Dominated our hip-hopish urbanism And if somebody says, well, mine wasn't really as hip-hoppy That's alright, whatever your urbanism is If it bothered me to Jesus, it's Christ-centered urbanism Or a crystal urbanism And what I'm trying to do is use that to describe people Who think The two largest components of my life Are the hip-hop that influenced me Or influenced the world that I existed in And the theology that influenced me Or the people that I was influenced by bring those two together I'm calling it crystal urbanism Now There's something called Young, restless, and reform Whenever somebody hears the word Or the term Young, restless, and reform It usually speaks to a predominantly White demographic Who's predominantly reformed in their theology, and they stand different than the traditional church, whether it be white or black. But if you're if you're more hip hop and you're not white or you're not as like suburban or you're not as hipster or whatever, you feel like Young Restless and Reform doesn't really capture me. There's something else. What is it? We don't have a term. We don't have a term. So I'm trying to use this as my term that I coined and introduced so we can understand how, you know, black and brown in particular, but whites who said hip hop was one of my socio-cultural influences, maybe even the biggest one out of all the various influences. And then I met Jesus and he was Lord over all of that. And that's what is to me what I'm calling a Christian, Christo, uh, urban or crystal urbanism we are the crystal urban night and from a preaching standpoint i'm going to look at proclamation centered theologically tethered proclamation as a crystal urban homiletic so that's a whole bunch of gobbledygook but that's what crystal urban is but it's still a work in progress
1: man I, i'm i tell you what though i'm excited about it I'm excited to see where you go, you know, hear, hear more about it as it develops, because uh, I think, Excellent. I think you're onto something, you know, um, and, Amen. And, Amen. If we, and if we go back to these problems that we've been seeing and yep. we've been trying to figure out, maybe we need something like this that some people can grab a hold of, right, and, and yeah. maybe that mm-hmm. creates an anchor there, so yeah, man. Like, as that. That's
0: it. That's it. Grab a hold of that. Cause that's what it is. In this void, we need something. People need a better identity than the ones they're coming up with. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. One
0: man. time, one time a dude said, he said, they asked John, who are you? John said, I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness. <laughs> He took that as, a, he took his forerunner calling and found identity in it. Because it was what God called him. Behold, I send my messenger. Before the coming of Yahweh, he will make the crooked paths straight. He will turn the hearts up. He said, that's not, that's who I am. They said, are you the Christ? He said, no, I'm not the Christ. Well, then, then who are you? I'm just a voice crying in the And he took a page out. Excuse me, A page out of Malachi And so somebody told me They said hey What's your rap name I said oh Deuce Love And somebody else said okay You need something that screams something Besides your name What's your identity from God's standpoint He said I think you're Knight of a higher intellect He was in the sci-fi and stuff Apocalyptic literature and the whole nine He said I'm calling you Knight Highlight One because at the time I liked KRS one So he was like You're a knight of a higher intellect And uh so I did that for a while And then somebody said Hey But that's not in scripture though Why don't you find one that's in scripture Then I went to Second Corinthians 5 20 God makes his appeal to us Right Saying that we'd be reconciled He made him who do no sin To be sin for us though through and we might become The righteous of God So that's when I came up With the ambassador So Brother Deeply lifted May the Lord bless and I'm
1: looking forward to more of these kind of dialogues as time progresses. Yeah, man, and you know the the invite is always there. Like anytime you want to talk about it, uh, real quick before you bounce. Um, obviously, let's 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 hit on the the music just a little bit because you got new music coming. You've been working with Impacts, right? Like like like, what are we looking for? What's coming?
0: It's hard to explain, man. So I have a little seven song project. It's a little longer than an EP, a little shorter than a traditional album, but um, it's a project. Uh, really, it was just my way of like coming out of my slumber and engaging the current, Chris, like the current hip hop moment. Um, so, Impacts has sent me some some work a long time ago, and then I paid for the beat, and I let them sit to the point where they got stale. I said, I don't want to lose that money. So I called him up. I said, I'm just gonna play it, I'm gonna buy a ticket and I want us to work on those songs. And he said, Okay. And so when I came here, And you know, that's when I met Calvin Venus. And he said, Hey, this guy's a beast. He'll he'll mix and he'll engine you know, master it and and, and record it and, and so make a long story short, what you're gonna hear is Impact, a project I'm doing with Impact that allows me to, like I said, cast my thoughts and my reflection in on this current moment through the production style of a Houston native. He's a little, you know, he's, he's, he's different. He's different. So it's not traditional East Coast cross movement type ambassador, but it is, I think very like, like different and creative. And it allowed me to like just experiment and, um, I just demonstrate. I'm not afraid of anything. A true MC says, "Drop the beat, and I'll do what I do on it." And uh, that's exactly what's happening. And um, I think people are going to notice that I am truly missional. I don't think about myself. I think about soul <laughs> and what I mean. I'm trying to be cognizant of people who will be affected by it. Y'all don't want people's hard work to not like just flop. But I do believe that what I do, I do the glory of Christ above all and the good on behalf of, on behalf of those who can benefit from it. So I'm just letting you know, y'all gonna, y'all gonna hear it. It's called The Invitation, seven songs inviting Christ to come back and inviting culture to the table. Uh, so many people don't like Christian hip hop. So many Christians don't like Christianity. So many Christian hip hoppers don't like Christian hip hop. I'm like, man, when's the last time we told the culture, come. <laughs> What is it to come to? And usually we tell them, just look inside and like, be cool with God. No, that is not the gospel call. The call is come. Come to Christ, and he's going to teach you at a table and baptize you into a family. And guess who's going to be there? All the Christians and none of the Christians seem to like. That's who's in Christ. A bunch of Christians that you and I may have beef with. But that's my family. The church is my bride. So tell culture to come to the table but they're not coming to a table to be about themselves they're coming to join like me and my kingdom and in my kingdom there are already kingdom kids there and therefore I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to wave that banner right now so you'll you'll hear it and then I even came to Houston to do some visuals to stimulate and motivate people to give into the project and I'm hoping people like yourselves will wave the aroma when it comes out I just challenge people to uh, To cast their lot with it um, Because it, We need people earing out And basking and, and, and glorying in these affections You'll hear my affections in this one You'll hear my perspectives In this one And I'm hoping people will say man That's right we're more like that than we are like this Just like I said about my pop <laughs> I'm more of that I'm more of this than that <laughs> I hope people say you know what Will, you know, Because people will say Yeah but it's just not dope And then they won't give themselves To dope I'm like see this is my problem with you Even if you tell me That Christian hip hop is not dope enough To be your thing Then why don't you make it doper What you tell me is You'd rather the thing that has His name attached to it To give us a bad rep And give him a bad rep I Don't think it doesn't All Christianity reflects on Christ you know, and poor Christian rap will reflect on Christ. The root of Christian rap is Christ and Christ, and so we shouldn't let it be whack. And that means more people who can be so good that it's not Christian rap, they should be giving it all to helping Christian rap be better Christian rap, because Christian rap has the name of Christ on it, right? And um, all the all the other stuff is just rap. Praise God for rap. But praise God for a has a Christ name one, you know. So anyway, that's all that I can like say, that's what we're going to hear. And then I'm going to get more active. And I'm going to be in the combo. So more of this coming. Perfect. Let's start.
1: Perfect, perfect. And do we have a, uh, so two things. One, do we have a timeline on what we're looking at? And two, how do people tap in and support uh, the music and everything that's getting ready to happen?
0: ambassador Two One Five on a social media outlet, and um, I, I don't have the exact date, but it won't be too long. It won't be too long. So, in a perfect world, we will not have to get out of March before it drops. So, we won't need March without it dropping. So, again, but as far as the specific date, um, we'll get it. We'll get it to all of you all. We'll get it to all the outlets. So they can get it out, so they can, you know, you all, you all constituents, uh, because that's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on these partnerships uh, to, draw, like, to give, like, to give lift to what's coming down the pipe. So we'll yes. be in touch.
1: Yes, sir. We'll be here, Ambassador Man. I appreciate. just this, this conversation. I think there's a lot of stuff that was said that you know needed to be said and needs to be talked about more as well, right? So hopefully we can start you know making some inroads and some of this stuff but i'm thankful for not only this conversation man but what you've done for you know a a long time now right and the influence you've had and the impact that god's been able to have through you right so yes sir man we, we, we pray blessings on, on all this, man, and um, excited to move forward, man. Anything you need, you got it. Just Excellent. hit us up. You know, t- tell Calvin Excellent. to give me a Excellent. shout, and, and yeah, Learned man. Up. We appreciate hey. it.
0: Hey, bless God for you, man. Grace and peace to the next time.
1: Yes, sir. And guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the DMs here on 520 Collective. Shout out to our sponsor, Nectar Distro, and we will catch you next time.